Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional turned social entrepreneur, Mr. Ashish Srivastava. Ashish, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Ashish is the founder and managing director of Saji Mitti, and he has earlier spent several years in the pharmaceutical world. So Ashish, before we get into discussing, uh, discussing uh, Saji Mitti, tell me about your journey from the pharma world to agriculture. Purely by chance, Ashutosh. Mm-hmm. So I started my journey in pharmaceutical industry as a sales rep, uh, mm-hmm. right the, uh, the first uh, rung of the pharmaceutical industry. That was way back uh, you know, 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, I therefore went over uh, to serve in several leadership roles in top uh, pharma and medical devices companies mm-hmm. uh, spread across India, China, Asia Pacific region for almost mm-hmm. 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, purely by coincidence, actually, as a real estate investment, I came in contact with the agriculture sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, when I understood the opportunity, uh, I tested the ground for almost two years, and uh, then finally I took the plunge almost two years ago by launching Saji Mitti. Wonderful. And what is the meaning of Saji Mitti? Well, Saji Mitti is a Hindi word which means uh, shared earth. Mm-hmm. Saji means shared. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitti is for soil, so shared earth. Okay. Uh, in many ways, it's a, it's 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 a it's a business model uh-huh. as well as uh, you know the concept of. Uh, doing agriculture in the regenerative manner. Wonderful. So tell me a little bit about what you do at Saji Mitti and what was your motivation to start? Sure. Uh, my motivation was very simple. It was the opportunity. The sheer size of the opportunity is, mm-hmm. is just massive. Uh, Ashutosh. I mean, I was, I, I must admit, I know uh, nothing about agriculture even now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back then, in two years ago, I had no contact with this world. I had zero idea about what agriculture, what farming is all about. Um, but the opportunity that it presents is is extraordinary. Ashutosh, almost seventy percent of Indians are into agriculture one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the sheer human capital behind it. Uh, as as a percentage of GDP, it's it's huge and growing, and perhaps something that is holding this uh, country's uh, economy still together mm-hmm. uh, when almost everything else crumbled during the COVID time. Uh, so that's how important it is for our country. Uh, but the sheer size of it, you know, financially speaking, the, the total addressable market, the scalability, the ability to differentiate in this market is so huge. Uh, and even socially speaking, the social impact that we can create here, you know, this 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 sector, in spite of it being so, so big and so important, uh, is riddled with so many social issues. I'm sure you must have heard about the farmer suicides and the, and the abject poverty they live in. Uh, so socially speaking, also the opportunity to create social impact uh, the ability to create climate impact, one of the biggest problems that our planet is facing today uh, through agriculture is, is enormous. So uh, I think that is something which really excited me, uh, you know, as, as a genuine opportunity of doing well between them. Uh, so that is what, what drew me towards Sajid. So Ashram, I'm still not clear. I mean, uh, you've told me about the huge opportunity in the agricultural sector, which I think everyone knows about. And the problems. What, but what does Saji Mitti do? I mean, you're not handling uh, land, and you're not handling suicides, and you're not handling all the other things. So, I want to understand what exactly do you do at Saji Mitti? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fair question. Uh, at Saji Mitti, I think 
you know, our, our agent of change is what we eat, our food, mm-hmm. right? And what we do in this is we help marginalized uh, farmers uh-huh. uh, move towards uh, regenerative agriculture and therefore produce the healthiest of crops. And then we help urban families consume so can you give me some specific examples because these are very very huge statements that we help people with food and we help people with farmers and we help people in marginalized farmers etc but that's what the entire agricultural sector is which is 50 percent of the of the gdp of this country <laughs> yes true uh, so very simply speaking conventionally about 50 to 60 years ago we moved towards chemical agriculture which means we used, uh, you know, as much chemical in our agriculture as we could, uh, largely to uh, grow more and to prevent our crops from being eaten away by insects mm. and stuff. And that's how the whole green revolution started. Mm. Um, eventually, this has led to degradation of our soil and therefore our addiction to these chemicals grew more and more and still mm-hmm. continues to grow. Uh, regenerative farming is a method of farming in which we use no external Okay, no fertilizers, no pesticides, no preservatives, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'll give an example of turmeric. Turmeric is one of the biggest cash crops that Sajibiti uh, mm-hmm. deals with. It's one of the value, value chains. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we use zero chemicals, zero pesticides, uh, zero fertilizers, no processing, uh, so to say, uh, no preservatives, so to say. And we help the farmers grow this. Uh, now, it's a technique, so it needs to be learned. Uh, and that is what we help our farmers with. Mm-hmm. And then we process this and give it to our families who are ready to buy it at, uh, you know, whatever price uh, is fair to the marketplace. Okay. So that's so, a simple value proposition. Understand. So now uh, uh, you've given me something specific like turmeric. Tell me what goes into farming turmeric? What are the roles that you play? And what are the value adds you do? Sure. So we, we do value adds at two levels. One is at the uh, growing. Now, growing of turmeric using chemicals is, is a very different um, process. Yeah. Uh, growing the turmeric using regenerative farming is a totally different construct. So regenerative farming, very simple uh, proposition is that we believe that nature has all the nutrition available for the plants mm-hmm. in the nature itself. So we don't need to give any external. Input. For example, if they need nitrogen, we need to use nitrogen fixing crops along with that. If we need to have potash, then we need to have potash giving plants like bananas. All on. So we grow multiple crops together. And that's a, that's a, that's a method, uh, nothing technical about it, uh, nothing very difficult about it. But the farmers don't know it. They need to be educated. They need to be handheld. Once you do that, once in, in for one year, one crop cycle, they become uh, pretty much an expert into that. And then they do. So we do, uh, you know, quite like in pharmaceutical industry, we do train the trainer. Uh, so we have a mandate to cover about 50,000 farmers across Maharashtra. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing that in batches of 50. Mm-hmm. We train 50 farmers. Uh, we handhold them for one year. They become expert trainers and then they handhold 50 further. So mm-hmm. uh, last year we did 25. This year we're doing 1,000. Uh, next year we'll be doing 50,000. So that's how uh, we're growing up. So the first value add we do is we handhold these farmers. And this is a contact sport, uh, Ashtosh. So mm. you cannot do that by a, a web streaming or through a mobile call. Sure. You need to be there uh, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the terrain, mm. um, literally on the field for almost nine months mm. and then help them do this. So, so that's one part of it. Mm. Uh, the other part of it is processing, the conventional processing of turmeric. You know, we, we see turmeric as turmeric powder that we consume yeah. in our kitchens, mm-hmm. uh, but it's very different when it is, uh, you know, taken out from the field. Uh, unfortunately, that by the time it's taken out from the field, 
and by the time it lands up on a dining table uh, nearly 95% of the nutrition of turmeric is lost it just remains a yellow coloring agent mm-hmm. you know all the beautiful uh, medicines inside it the, the uh, nutrition inside the curcumin mm-hmm. the oleaginous right. all are lost okay. and it's largely because of the way it is grown mm-hmm. and the way it is processed okay. uh, if i tell you the processing uh, you know process uh, it's it's numbing Uh, mm-hmm. you know it almost goes on for 30 days and mm-hmm. it involves so much of heat and rigor and uh, friction right. uh, that almost everything is lost so we do something which is called as minimally processed mm-hmm. uh, process we, we we call it nutri secure processing mm-hmm. so we help the farmers with that as well and then we create uh, forward linkages uh, mm-hmm. using uh, you know uh, portals using e-commerce platforms uh, and we help these farmers produce reach out to the end consumers who can buy it okay very interesting you said also that you know or let me ask you for for my viewers and listeners when you say regenerative farming is it the same as organic farming no so organic farming essentially does not use uh, external chemical fertilizers and pesticides okay. but they still use organic pesticides they still use organic fertilizers and uh, it's a problem in itself mm-hmm. uh, you know organic fertilizers also release a whole lot of methane and uh, you know that itself becomes uh, a carbon problem for the world okay. uh, and and in our regenerative farming we essentially regenerate the soil hence the name regenerative farming okay. and it requires no external inputs not even organic fertilizers organic pesticides okay. so nothing at all understand and then let's continue with the example of the haldi you said that you once you've grown it then what are the special processes that you use so that uh, 90% of the nutrition of the of turmeric is not lost sure and that's a great question let me first give you from perspective point of view what is the current process what is the conventional process mm. so once the uh, turmeric is taken out of the soil uh, it is boiled for almost 1 hour mm-hmm. and that is essentially to uh, kill all the uh, soil borne pathogens and stuff mm-hmm. like that and to release the color of the uh, turmeric unfortunately mm-hmm. when you do that at 100 degrees uh, you know most of the volatile chemicals uh, mm-hmm. like the oils and the oleaginous and curcumin mm-hmm. it just essentially degenerates because it's proteins really right mm-hmm. and uh, after that it is exposed to harsh sun for 15 days at a stretch mm-hmm. it completely dries out after that it is put into a special uh, machine uh, which is called a polisher mm-hmm. which essentially rotates at very high rpms of around 1000 rpm mm-hmm. you know so it uh, peels off the uh, skin of the turmeric mm-hmm. and after that it is put into grinding machines which rotates at around 40000 rpm mm-hmm. and the heat releases so much that a freshly ground turmeric you can't hold it in your hand it's so hot mm-hmm. you know with all that heat and friction what happens right. is all these delicate nutrients they just break down and they're lost it's nothing it's just chemistry mm-hmm. right and uh, so that's the conventional process mm-hmm. so what we do is essentially uh, we once we take the turmeric out it is steamed for precisely 3 minutes that kills off all the pathogens mm-hmm. and other stuff just without harming the mm-hmm. oils and oleaginous inside it after that it is gently boiled at 60 degrees in uh, mild water uh, mildly warm water for mm-hmm. about 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm. that is used for bringing out the color in the turmeric and mm-hmm. for basically gelatinizing the starch in the turmeric uh, rhizome right. right after that it is uh, it is sliced up and it is 
dried up in uh, solar dehydrators, mm. which maintains a temperature from 50 degrees to 55 degrees. Mm. And it uh, dries up in barely six hours mm. instead of 15 days. Right. Right. And that to adjust 55 degrees. Mm. So that is essentially what preserves all the nutrition inside. Yes. And after that, it is just, uh, uh, it is ground also mm. using a low RPM machine, which grinds at 40 RPM. You know, instead of 44,000 RPMs, mm. it, it, it uh, rotates at only four, uh, 40 RPMs and it preserves the nutrition. That's all. It's just simple case history. Mm. No, that's fantastic. That's a great example. And then when you sell this uh, to the market, uh, do you go with your own brand or how do people uh, who are viewers and listeners identify that these are coming, these products coming out of Sanji Mitti and therefore they are better? Yes. So for the time being, we were uh, doing it through the informal WhatsApp channels. Mm -hmm. uh, into We were very Bombay focused and we were doing it in the societies in Mumbai. Uh, but uh, we are structuring it better now. Uh, we have launched our own brands called Trumeric. Mm -hmm. uh, it will be launched in the month of June. Uh, 20th June is the launch date. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are using all channels. Uh, it will be available on Amazon, on Flipkart. We are launching our own website, trumeric.com. You can buy right. it from there. Uh, so, you know, so all these uh, uh, channels we are opening up from 20th. Wonderful. You also mentioned that you use the profits to improve the livelihood of farmers and accelerate rural development. Tell me a little bit about the work you're doing and maybe give me an example. Certainly. So what we do is, uh, Ashtosh, we created three organizations. Mm -hmm. Structurally, we, uh, we build Sajimiti such that the value is highest for the farmers and the consumers. Right. Uh, so the first organization we created is Sajimiti Farmer Producer Company. Mm -hmm. So the farmer producer company, the shareholders are farmers. Mm -hmm. You know, industrialists cannot become members of this mm -hmm. FTC. Right. Uh, so number one, so the farmers have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. They are not just growers. They're business people. They own the enterprise. Mm. Uh, number second organization we created was Sajimiti Enterprises, which is a trading arm, which is a selling arm. So all these uh, products that you will buy from Trumrek or mm. uh, from the uh, portal or from the e-commerce site, mm -hmm. all will be sold by the Sajimiti Enterprises. Mm -hmm. Now, even here, the farmer producer company has a 50% stake in it. Mm. So the farmers directly get at least 50% of the value chain directly going to them. Mm -hmm. You know, so we are not just giving them the best value. So by the way, the turmeric we buy from the farmers is at twice the value that is available in the marketplace. Okay. Two times. Hmm. So not only we, we give them more than a fair share of value, but they also own the entire value chain hmm. because they have 50% stake in the trading market. Hmm. The third organization we created is Sajimiti Foundation. Hmm. That's a not-for-profit NGO. So 50% profit that enterprises generates hmm. through business is donated to Sajimiti Foundation. Okay. And that goes straight to three projects, uh, education, healthcare, mm -hmm. and rural infrastructure. So currently, although our profits are very small, but we are uh, owning up a school in our village. Uh, we, it's a school for about 150 children, uh, extremely marginalized communities, they're mostly tribals. Mm -hmm. uh, we take care of their midday meals, their books, their education, uh, you know, the infrastructure, the water, the mm -hmm. toilets, everything that we've created. Mm -hmm. that we've them. So small part that we do. No, no, that's fantastic. So, uh, you know, tell us also a little bit about the challenges that you face in building the organization, in growing the, term, the turmeric, in processing it, in marketing it. Uh, I think my learnings have been two. Uh, you know, when you scale up, uh, I didn't realize it earlier. I realized 
just about two years ago. Uh, structure is very important. You know, initially I tried to do this, uh, you know, on my own. Let me do it uh, mm-hmm. as a good Samaritan and stuff like it. Never works mm-hmm. because once you scale, once you reach from twenty-five to one thousand, you go from five hundred thousand to fifty thousand. You just can't do it out of your sheer passion. You have to create structure, and that's when I created these organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the FPC was created, wherein all the affairs related to farmers were handled by the farmers themselves. Okay. There are leaders within their community who handle everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the trading community, trading company was created, uh, Sajimiti Enterprises, mm-hmm. which takes care of everything related to business, to marketing, mm-hmm. to sales, to forward right. location. Right. And the foundation was created. I mean, even doing good is is hard work. Right. So, uh, you know, creating structure is very important, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that is something that has been my learning. Second, uh, Ashutosh is trust. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was an outsider in the village. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when I went there, I was the idiot from the city who uh, who knew nothing about the village life. Mm-hmm. And you know, to win their trust, uh, to get them to work with you. Uh, when their experiences have not been so great with urban communities, mm. uh, was a challenge, and and it took me almost two years to earn their trust. Okay. Uh, I think intentions are very important. I think it's it takes very uh, very genuine effort uh, to to win that. Uh, unless you earn that, mm. uh, it's impossible to work in that community. Of that matter, any organization for that. Very interesting. So these two were the biggest uh, challenges and learnings for me. Fantastic. And what is the response uh, that you are getting from consumers? Uh, fabulous. Uh, you know, um, so one of the principles uh, consumers for us are the housewives, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because our, 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 our houses are managed through our kitchens and our kitchens, the landlords are uh, the, the women of the family. So uh, it, it's been fantastic. I mean, uh, they say there are three problems. You know, when we first interviewed them and, and tried to understand what their problems are. So they said, look, uh, we don't know where to get this organic stuff. You know, uh, it's not easily available. We can go to the five-star malls. Uh, but, you know, when I need stuff and I, my roadside grocer doesn't have them. Hmm. Number two, the kind of money that is being charged for the organic stuff on the name of it is just crazy. Hmm. Uh, you know, three to five times uh, the cost of regular stuff is just not something which, you know, is easily manageable in our budget. Right. Um, you know, third, they said that we are not sure uh, whether this is organic or not because it's it's a scam. Okay. Uh, you know, there is no predictability of where this uh, mm. is being produced. Mm. So the credibility was was not great. Mm. Um, and we took this head on. We said that all right, we'll treat each one of them and we'll manage this. Number one, we'll give you complete visibility. So each one of our farm members are being connected by blockchain. You can simply scan a QR code and you can get to know where your produce is coming from. Contact them if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so complete traceability. Number two, uh, we said we'll price it responsibility, not three to five times. Our premium will be just twenty percent over the chemically grown produce. Uh, and that was something which our consumers really love it. Uh, and third, we said that we'll give you complete transparency of how we are producing it. Mm-hmm. Right from the growing to the processing, we'll give you complete transparency. You see and judge for yourself uh, whether it makes it. So that's something which is being loved uh, by our consumers as well. Amazing. So Ashish, I have time for one more question. And this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Uh, based on your own journey of a professional turned entrepreneur, what are three lessons you would like our viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation? Sure. Um, I think 
if I were to rate it, maybe number one, I would say always think win-win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, in any kind of a situation, there are more than two, uh, at least two stakeholders. Mm-hmm. If you think only about yourself or you only think about the other person, chances are things will not work out. So always think win-win. More you give, chances are more you will receive. Mm-hmm. Um, second, uh, network relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I think bigger your networks are, bigger your help is, bigger your support is, higher mm-hmm. are your chances of success. Uh, this is something which is, again, a lesson that I learned very late in my life. You know, uh, networks are everything and they stay with you if they are genuine about it. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, see setbacks and set forwards as leverage points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, setbacks are a leverage point. You did something which didn't quite work out. There's learning in there. Pick that up and leverage it. Uh, set forwards are also not permanent. Mm. It's a small set forward. Think of it. What worked well? Use it as a leverage point. People who understand this are more economous and perhaps more successful as well. Mm. Uh, so uh, these are the three uh, big learnings that I have had. Uh, I'm not sure if they are useful for others. All learnings are useful. And on that note, Ashish, uh, and your three words of wisdom or three sentences of wisdom, which is think win-win, network relentlessly and look at setbacks and set forward as leverage points. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about Saji Mitty and the work you're doing currently with Turmeric. And I'm sure there'll be many more products in your business plan. Thank you also for talking to me about the benefits and how this whole thing of regenerating farming seems to be changing uh, in a small area. And I'm sure once it takes off, it'll be, uh, it'll snowball across a very, very large area of our agriculture. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. Pleasure to have you here and wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.